have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. If I don't get the first leg warrant, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another huge edition of the Two Units podcast. We have tips galore today as we're gearing up for the Group 1 Sir Rupert Clark and the Group 1 George Main Stakes. We've got specs across four states. We've got a sick edition of Footy's Fodder this week. And uh, as always, we round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me is my great mate, the Sultan, or as his name tonight is winning partner, Plunge. Jeez, he's really <laughs> just put all his cards out on the table tonight on the potty. How are you, Sultz? Says Nick Foot, king of the world. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I am well, mate. It's been a good week, hasn't it? So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I got my... Got my tail up and I'm very excited for a great weekend of racing, mate. And we're going to rip into the racing pretty quick smart this week, aren't we? Yeah, we are. It was a pretty, uh, look, well, certainly for me, it was a pretty grim Saturday. I know you've certainly turned things around in the Twitter sphere since then in terms of your tipping salts, but we'll hop straight into the fodder. And uh, we sent out the call uh, on on Twitter and we sort of said in light of some well-fancied faves going down on the weekend, we wanted to know from our uh, from our faithful listeners, what are some of the sickest shorties that you've ever had rolled? And it's fair to say, uh, Salts, that we've got a pretty good response and there's a few blokes out there and uh, and women as well that have had some uh, absolute sick shorties rolled. Uh, Salts, do you want to kick us off, mate? I'm sure you've got some uh, great war stories in this area. Yeah, there was plenty of people that had some demons, wasn't there? But uh, oh, mate. mate, one that springs to mind is like, this was before I was really outlaying a great like a, a decent amount of money and i remember i had i'm a cool kid to win one night at canterbury as the last leg of like a five leg multi and it was like a dollar 40 and it was in front on the rail at canterbury by about three lengths with a furlong to go which means you win by seven lengths <laughs> and, and it somehow got nutted on the line that that was brutal the other one is is we've brought this one up a few times Avilius Australian Cup. Everyone oh is haunted God. by it. Yeah, the eye I, infection. Come on, yeah, bro. I, 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 had to, I had to buy a new phone after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was you a got any? No, I, it was just fresh in the mind after my two by two units play of ingratiating and Artorius and yeah. a combined lip. It, it was, was a uh, place multi, wasn't it? Yeah, it was place multi too. Yeah, units. nice. Yeah. 38 yeah. units on the place multi. Good collection. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, hey, it's time to get into the honourable mentions this week. Uh, Salts, do you want to kick things off? Yeah, we've got at Chris Prouse, the 2011 Cricket World Cup, having turned 18 only the week before this, was his first taste of sick multi-defeat. Ireland knocked off England in the group stages, chasing 327. His only losing leg and an important lesson to maybe not include the dollar five leg in your multi. Oh. Still do it, but <laughs> speaking come, of, on, mate, come on, Christopher. Speaking of chasing down big scores, I remember once I was at my local and I, mm. and I had a skinful with some mates and it was like, well, younger, like I think it was early 20s and Australia posted a world record score against South Africa. It was like four hundred oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And yeah. I said, if South Africa win this, I'll shove a traffic traffic cone up oh, no. my ass. <laughs> oh, God. And they chased it. And yeah, we're in a plug ever since. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for that, Chris. Hey, uh, hey Chris Prouse, we're going to send you out a two and it's podcast stubby holder for getting involved. You didn't win the the booze bud voucher, but we'll uh, send you a little gift nonetheless. Hey, I got one here from at Jai four eleven. He was down the pub one arvo. Uh, he left the key card at home, so thought he'd put a hundred bucks in his sports bet, just back something like heaps short and cash out on the card, which seems pretty reasonable. He put three trotters in under a dollar forty and and two odds on dogs later, and it ended up costing him five hundred bucks to get sixty dollars out for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Joy. That's it, Jizer. He left the key card at home. I reckon there might be a few jockeys that wish they'd have left the keys at home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's very good, Joy. We'll flick you out a two units podcast stubby holder as well. We got at Robbo here, and I don't think it's at 
Robbo Herald's son because I think he's blocked me. But Mystic Journey getting rolled twice in Tasmania at a dollar ten. They were horror watchers. She was off the bit a long way from home, and yeah. geez, wasn't she good on the weekend? Three wide, t- no cover. That, yeah, and I and I absolutely I, I bagged her in my preview last week, and still a star. And they both I ran. She's jet. <laughs> she, she was she was clearly the the one to follow from the race. It was a stormer. Oh, Love 100. to see it. I love her. Mm. But anyway, um, so he included the first time in with some of my tips in an all up multi, and all it needed was her to win, and that's the only leg that lost. So. <laughs> What are you getting out of one point one times from from whatever was in there? You know, come on, Robbo. It could have been a thirty six leg party. <laughs> yeah. It could have been heats, but Robbo's mugged you off a bit there. I think so. Oh, isn't he? Hey, mate, you've uh... no, I didn't tip it. He chucked it in. Oh, because it's I wouldn't have tipped it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, mate, you got the winner for us. Yeah, I do. And it's uh, so the $100 booze bud voucher this week, along with a two units podcast stubby holder to go with it, is Julian Holzman. So, Jules, and this, I love this one just around the timing. So, he added Andre Agassi to an overnight multi at a dollar two in the Hong Kong Open back in the mid 90s. So, this is before multis were even a thing. This is before they were cool. Uh, Andre showed up for 60 minutes at appearance fee, losing to some bloke ranked 500th in the world in straight sets. And it's Dunny's multi as the last leg at a dollar two. So, uh, Jules, well done, mate, for A, getting on four leg multis before they were actually. Yeah, he would have had to punch that in at the tap. <laughs> I reckon he would have. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll send you the $100 booze bud voucher, Jules, and we'll send you a two units podcast uh, stubby holder or two to drink drink that with, with maybe a partner as well. Do you reckon Andre, he might have had hair back then? <laughs> he could have done. He could have been repping some locks. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, he also older. might have been clean. <laughs> <laughs> might not have been hitting the old barbecue old Andre, but... <laughs> A very good addition, mate. We we spoke before the show. We're just running with the fodder this week because we're pretty keen on this week of racing in terms of a tipping perspective and, you know, we don't want to take up too much time. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to a break. Then we're going to be back with uh, Salt Specs. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It's time for Salt's Specs, proudly brought to you by our great mates there at Top Sport. Today, we're previewing uh, races across four states, including two Group 1s. We've got the Sir Rupert Clark at Caulfield and the George Main at Royal Randwick as well. Uh, Saltsy, we're going to kick things off at Caulfield. Actually, before we get into it, you were um, <laughs> you told me a bit of a gag just in the break then off air. I reckon you should share a bit of trainer mail gag. Perhaps you should uh, mate, share that with the listeners. Come on, mate. That was off the record. <laughs> that was uh, it, it was pretty funny, though. I, I Everyone's have, our friend here, mate. Yeah, that's true. I, she won't be listening. I I had a girl message me today, actually, some trainer mail. So automatically the alarms go off that, you know, <laughs> they've added about seven links to it. But it, anyway, and I said, yeah, look, you know, thanks, thanks for passing that on it. It's a bit short for me, but, um, you know, can win. Uh, unfortunately for the connections in this case, the jockey can actually barely spell their own name, oh, <laughs> oh, let no. alone ride a horse. Oh, no. <laughs> she, she texts me back, the jockey is my best friend's boyfriend. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And it didn't win, by the way, so... Yeah. So I win. 
if if ever there was if ever there was Homer Simpson reversing into the bush <laughs> gif worthy yeah. sort of conversation, see how far I reckon that that's huh? it. Uh, oh that's mate, good, good job. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's head to Caulfield, mate. What a stellar card at Caulfield. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, the headline race there is the Sir Rupert Clark. Uh, what's what sort of conditions can we expect on the weekend, and what's the weather doing? Yeah, it's a very good track, Caulfield. You know, it can absorb moisture. So regardless of two or three mils in the lead up, the track should be a good four. The thing here is the wind, and, and we've got a northwest in the morning, tending westerly during the day, 25 to 30 clicks, and, and often that gusts up a little bit at Caulfield as well, and I think that might have an impact. Westerlies at Caulfield, they hit low draws in the side from the side down the chute. So that can mean that inside draws are a negative because they get whacked by that wind. I remember one day early, earlier in the year, I, I backed a few that were drawn in at Caulfield on a day where Wesley was blowing and, and I got sent packing and I, and I really learned from it. So, you know, Northwest is is cross head from the shoot start as well. So I think off the fence and with a little bit of cover is going to be the A1 trip at Caulfield this week. Yeah, excellent. Hey, do you know my... my um. My parents have started listening to this podcast just for your weather review for the weekend now. Right. They're just like, yeah, they're just like, I'm getting so much insight from the weather. They don't even like horses. So, <laughs> saltsy bun, well, take a bow. Do you remember that day you went to that festival in Hillsville and you mm. and you messaged me and you said, mate, I actually don't know what to wear today. Do you mind having a look at the radar <laughs> for me? And I, said, That's right. and I said, mate, you look actually clear till four, four o'clock there today. You should be all right with a cardigan. <laughs> And as usual, I went with my shirt off and a bum bag around. <laughs> Full must it. <laughs> All right, let's get into the racing. Uh, race four, Salts, is the Guineas prelude uh, for the boys for three-year-olds. It's over the 1,400 metres. You've got a tip for us in race four. I do. I like River Plate here, and, and he's still a maiden, but I think he's got a motor. He had race shape a little bit against Fresh at 1,200 metres on his Australian debut, but did he let fly late and high rating splits on the day? He came a narrow second. Ten more metres, he wins the race. First and third were on speed. Third won stylishly at Cranbourne since. He's had a very short, like a 600 metre jump out between runs, but he just jogged around. And if anything, it, it looked like a bit of barrier training because the barrier blanket does go on for today. He's drawn three. He stepped well in the trial and then just went way back, jogged around. He's going to be off midfield, but... I've got no doubt he's going to be running on and he's going to really relish a, a strong 1,400. He was scratched as a fifty favourite on Wednesday for this, and he's a maiden. Mm. So I think the stable have got an opinion of him. They're going quite well with their three-year-olds recently. So I think River Plate's a big shout in the fourth. Yep, and that's $5 on top sport you'll get for River Plate. Hey, let's move on to race five, which is the Pinchapoo Plate for three-year-olds over the 1,000. And... What an aptly named race this is because I've actually babysat my niece when she was three and she could pinch <laughs> off a serious steamer. So the pinch-a-poo plate for three-year-olds is a, just an aptly named race, Salts. Anyway, uh, you've got a tip here, mate. Well, it's an even race and, we, and we've both got a bet here, so we might be pinching a poo come the photo finish. <laughs> but I'm with Ranveer here. I think he's a very smart colt. I, I was surprised he went up what he did. He went up sevens and he and he's been backed in a fives in an even race. I think General Bow's now favourite at four sixty. Been a bit of a drifter. I think he's unsuited back to a thousand. Ranveer SP'd two bucks sixty on debut and he only found Profiteer better. It, he's a star Profiteer. Then he won well at start two. Tip straight out. His two jump outs of Mornington have been excellent. You you were a bit critical of the footage there. thought it was filmed on a Nokia 3315, but... Oh, we had an epileptic <laughs> watching the Red Mate, I, trial. I, I saw enough, and what I particularly liked about those trials in relation to today's setup is he set off the speed and he ran home out wide. He's yeah. got a wide gate here from the shoot start, but as I mentioned before, I like that because he's going to be off the fence. There's heaps of speed underneath him. I think there's no doubt there's going to be a three-wide line in this race, and I think he's going to find it. And I think he only runs well around Veer, and, and I like him at 1,000. You, you like another speedster that's going to be up top. Yeah, I do. I, I really like, um, and no knock on Ranveer, it's a pretty nice race for the three-year-olds, actually. I reckon mm. there's a lot of untapped ability on show in this race. But 
I'm siding with one out of what I saw out of the trials, and that's the our man, the Gummy Sharks. Uh, Gummy Sharks Sads, his runner in <laughs> Starry Legend. Now, I watched the trial of Starry Legend, and he's had three jump outs going into this, and he was shot out of an absolute cannon in this jump out at Caulfield. Showed plenty of speed as a two-year-old, won the 250K Bendigo Gold Rush back in March, if you cast your mind back then. So out of the returning runners, I just love the intent of his last trial at Caulfield. Profiteer was in that trial. I'm Thunderstruck, Odium, Romancer. It was a pretty pretty um, packed trial. So pushed out early, put lengths on them, then eased down. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be forward enough to, um, you know, you've spoke about that speed, but I think he's going to be forward enough to be there at the end. So I really like Starry Legend at 7 bucks. Saltz is with Ranvier at $5. He is. He will lead Starry Legend. He's drawn three and the speed's in 976 with, um, see you in spring, fake love, direct, and then Ranveer will, will sit off that. So he will lead, so he, he could be too fast. Like you said, he did jump out well, but, yeah, I, I'm with Ranveer to sit off that hot pace. Excellent. Hey, let's move along to race six. Soul Switch is a benchmark 90 for the Mares over the 1,400. Yeah, I think Ana Visto really picks herself here. I think she's hard to back against, and I think at around the 250 where she's at, I, I think that's about the right price. And I'm not going to go silly on her, but – she went huge here fresh. She chased a strong speed and she was home well relative to the race. The winner there, Churaf, won a group two since. So the form's well and truly franked. She mm. was entered in that race that Churaf was going to be running in at Flemington last week, drew a stinker of a barrier and they scratched her. But considering that she was in such a hot tempo race first up, I really do love the extra week off to recover from a tough run. And, and she maps very sweetly from a good gate and, I think the race is at her mercy, really. Excellent. That's Ana Visto at $2.50 on Top Sport. Hey, let's move along to race seven, the uh, MRC Foundation Cup over the 2,000. Uh, and we've both got a tip here, Salts. Yeah, we're both into the one horse here, aren't we? And, and that's mm. non-conformist. He took on the mile last start at Group 2, Wait for Rage in the fee, and, and I thought he was the run of the race. He was three wide, no cover on speed. He was unlucky first up at 1,400, so he didn't quite have a full hit out. So he's on speed, wide, no cover, kept coming. Lovely map today to cover up off the pace, and he's primed to strike at 2,000 metres third up. He's a Caulfield winner in the past. He gets three and a half kilos off his back for a more suitable assignment today. And the thing here is several dangers come out of that race one by no effort. That was, you know, Charlie Rose was in behind. That was mm. a very slowly run race and a sprint home. So I think for 2,000 metres in more of a genuinely run race, non-conformist third up with has has a better platform than some of these, and I think he's a rightful favourite. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just love the way he went through his gears first up in the PB Lawrence, then in the fee and over the mile. I think screaming for the 2,000, two from three third up, yeah, it's evident he's he's building this. I don't. Re I reckon this is one of those bets where you just can't put too many holes in it. So, so I'm I'm with you on non with nonconformist at four dollars eighty on Top Sport. Oh, that's that's well said in terms of putting holes in. Like if someone tips you that, it's it's sort of hard to. They yeah. basically have to say, "Oh, no knock," you know. Yeah, like it's hard yep. to have a knock on him here, isn't it? Yep, hundred percent. Hey mate, race eight is the Group One Sir Rupert Clark Stakes, a handicap over the fourteen hundred meters and. And I'm not going to have a bet in this race, but you've got an old favourite here or favourites that you're you're keen to back, mate. So yeah. take us through it. It's a capacity field this year, Salts. So 16 runners. Um, I reckon the 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 class horses at the top of the weights here is where the action is going to be, and I think where the winner is going to come from. So I'm going to be siding with one of my absolute all-time favourites in Probabil. Um, she's drawn two. She's going to get a nice card in. Couple of natural leaders engaged too, so we got Groundswell, Buffalo River, Streets of Avalon uh, in there. So there's going to be plenty of speed for her to just sit off, get a toe in. Last prep, uh, she beat Arcadia Queen in the uh, Group One Futurity, which fair to say reads pretty well for this race, mate. I think she's a class animal. She wins races. She's a good track bully as well. Looking through her good stats, eleven of fourteen starts on good decks, she's won, which is a phenomenal statistic. She had no issues carrying the big weight in the Cockrum. She drops three kilos on that run, rises to 1,400, which is perfect. It's also worth noting here, Salts, that she teams up with currently my favourite Victorian jockey, Pre Brett Preble. And 
you may have heard of super couples like Brad and Angelina and Brangelina, Kanye and Kim in Kimye. Well, now you've got Prebabil. And Prebabil is going to take out the Group 1 Rupert, uh, <laughs> Rupert Clark Stakes. And uh, look out, mate. I reckon it's uh, it's the new super couple in oh, town. Oh, that's good. He's got the hot <laughs> hand, doesn't he, Prebabil? <laughs> he does. And he's, he's cleaning up since Airbnb gate now, too, oh, with mate. a few good rides. But also worth noting, I'm going to have a little Quinella as well with the big boy behemoth. Uh, I think. I think those two are, are drawn drawn well. They're the two clear ones to beat. The favourite in the race, which is Bo Rosser, I think the draw is really sticky and you're going to need a real Meech Peach from from the <laughs> from the paint. So I'm pretty keen to side with, with those two. But, yeah, one out probability to win and then just a little Quinella as well. Yeah, lovely, mate. And I can't argue with that. I, obviously, I had a look at the race and, and I just marked it too hard. I was, I was thinking, you know, I, I'm Thunderstruck's, Waited to run really well, but his barrier stinks. Can they run on? Um, you know what? What's Willow going to do on Behemoth? He he can he can get quite tactical. Willow. Yeah. So what are those those three faves going to do from one, two, three? Amish boy, ready to win. He's still a class one horse. Yeah, it's an open race, but they are. She's the roll gold class, I reckon. So yeah, good call, mate. Moving on. Race nine, the group three, how now stakes over 1,200 metres. I'm staying out of this one, but you like a familiar face. Well, mate, she is a cult figure of ours, and Scotty Westover is our man. And enchantingly comes to town at the nine bucks and $3 quote. Now, Scotty come on the supper last week, and he said he was chasing some black type um, as he has those quality broodmare aspirations. Um, with this horse, and I think you know this could be it. So emotions aside, as well, Salts, this is a completely different horse than the one that was with Waller. So no doubt, there's a huge step up in grade here. But the previous win in Adelaide rated highly. Uh, she maps well to get some cover off the fence in this race that has some serious speed engaged. I think enchantingly at the nine dollars. So the price is just what lures me in here. Nine dollars and three dollars. I think enchantingly's a really nice. One by three play. Yeah, well, she she actually brings the best last start figure to this race. Um, I, I'm not going to have a bet in the race. I just I, I feel like it's 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 a steep class rise, but there is absolutely no doubt. I'm watching and I'm cheering, and I'll be having thirty bucks on just as a, just as a fun yeah. sort of mental health bet, just hoping she gets over the line. I'm really keen won't she be, gets over the line. Won't be hitting the spreadsheet though, Salts. That's what you're nah, saying. No, it, it won't be hitting the spreadsheet, but you know, you've got to have some fun every now and then and follow up some horses you like. Obviously, we like Scotty and Ashish, who's who's in on the ownership as well, who I speak to a bit on Twitter. So, yeah, I'm really hoping she runs well and measures up. And how good would it be for Scotty Stable to to get some black type this early in yeah. the career and really take off? So, yeah, I'm excited to watch her run around. I don't want to bet, but very excited to see her run. Go enchantingly. Hey, purple highlighter, might I add. People keep asking, bring out the purple. The, the beauty of the purple is it, it, its beauty is in its scarcity. Yeah, you, no, if, you, if you bring out something every week, it, it loses its aura. It, it needs yeah. to be brought out when it's asked. That It could even be once a year. Like I, it was better than Millennium, so the next one might be in the year 3000. So, Yeah, it could you, be you like let, your... Yeah, Your great, 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 great grandson could bring out the purple yeah. highlighter. You, you yeah. let purple come to you. You don't yeah. come to it. I wonder if your great, great, great grandson is like the Duke of Doombin or something. Or do you reckon he's just the Sultan of Sydney Jr.? Um, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost the plot. Oh. I think the... Uh, I think the devil's corner pinos go to bed. <laughs> yeah, you've had a few too many pinos for six twenty-four on a Thursday night. Yeah, it's all right. I earned them. All right, where are we going next? Hard. We're going to Morfittville, and uh, what can we expect over there, mate? In in the city of churches. So we talk about weather patterns. So I, I spoke about a northwesterly tending west in Melbourne in the afternoon. Well, if the wind's coming from the west and Adelaide's further west. What's that going to mean? Well, it means that the wind's going to be due west in Adelaide. So there's a strong westerly forecast for Adelaide on Saturday. That, for me, that that is similar setup to Caulfield. That hits runners, rails in run from the shoot start. 
So I, I think inside draws at Caulfield, at part of me, part of me, at Morfittville are going to be toxic. I, I think you mm. want to be off the fence. I think you want to be three wide running line and, and swooping. So that's my take on Morfittville, and I hope I'm bloody right because I back things based on it. All right. Well, let's get into it then. In race four, benchmark sixty-eight over the the famous distance at Morfittville of one thousand and fifty meters. Yeah. A horse here, Indian Gazelle, it, it had an 800-metre jump out and then a 600-metre jump out prior to going straight to 1,100 metres first up. Faced the breeze in a fast-run race and only got nutted on the line by what is a smart subsequent winner, and that subsequent winner is So Say Angel, who knocked off a race at Balaclava on Wednesday, and, and he's a winner. So I think she can cover up off the rail here and let rip. She's on the minimum weight in a race where a few dangers are, are, are at the top of the weights. And, yeah, I, I'm happy to follow that form line. I think it can let rip in and Gazelle. Yeah, it's six bucks there on Top Sport and has has the oarman from South Africa, Baron Vorster, on board who rode an absolute peach on winning partner in the Balaclava Cup on uh, Wednesday too. Mate, my God, that was a peach because it missed the start of yeah. length and he, and he said, no way, I'm going back. And he, and he bustled it and he got it to settle midfield and then it just stomped home. It was so good. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, let's head to race five. Uh, so we're looking for a race-to-race double here at Morfittville Salt. So we've got a benchmark 74 over the 1,200. Yeah, a horsey rock the ring. He's going to need a smart ride from four because there's a few underneath that might kick up. So I don't want him to be left on that rail. But he resumed gelded for the McAvoy stable, which is the new stable last start. He ran well behind a flying subsequent winner and second place in the race as well ran second to that subsequent winner at their at their next start. His trial on turf was much better than his trial on synthetic. So I really like the change of surface today and they're whacking the blinkers back on. So I think Rock the Ring is a very good shout in the fifth at Morfittville. And that's at five dollars and you're going for the bar and race to race double. Yeah. Uh he's he won sorry, go, you go. I think I, I think you're gonna ask what I'm about to go for, so go for it. I was just going to say, with uh, one of your old mates, mm. Lobs, here in, in Tommy Blue, and he's the favourite in the race at $3.30 and has the Gary low, low, low claim of three kilos. Any reason why you've jumped off board II Tommy? Yeah, Gaza gave him an absolute peach last start. It was a beauty. The reason why I've jumped off Tommy is he, he looks mapped to lead and, and lead quite well. I think Rock the Ring can maybe be two pairs back off the fence, but I think... I think from those shoot starts, I'm predicting it's not going to be easy to lead. So mm-hmm. that's why I've, I've favoured something that's going to be one off and running on. Excellent. Uh, that rounds out our specs at Morfittville for now. We'll come back to Morfittville a bit later. All right, mate, let's uh, head to Randwick now. And uh, what can we expect up in Sydney on the weekend? Have there been a bit of rain about? There has an interesting, the track manager says today, it's a soft six, going to be fine conditions leading up and then 25 and sunny on the day. And he says, likely be in the six or five range. I find that extraordinary. But yeah, it's likely likely going to be a, more likely a five. If, if it's still a six by then, fair income, give it up. But a northerly win there might have a slight impact because I, I think that might make leading difficult. Rails plus seven metres and, and the history at Randwick, when the rail's six metres and, and a couple of times at seven, it's probably the fairest at the track. So I'm expecting it to play quite fair, but it, it might be difficult to lead. Okay. Well, let's head to race two to start with, which is a benchmark 88 over the mile. Yeah, I like Kiss the Bride here. I think he sets up really well. He does his best work over further, but he does have a couple of super figures over the Ramwick mile. And I think he put the riding on the wall last start. He had to go back from a horror draw at Kembla over 1,500 metres, and he found the line hard. He had the back of Cordia in running there and actually ran a faster last 200 metres than Cordia. He makes very, very sweet today in the 1-1, and Nash takes over for a claimer, and he's third up. I think he's primed. I did tip new arrangement on this show a couple of weeks ago. as was a great roughie and, and, and marked him desperate for this trip, but he's just not weighted very well in this company and I, I thought he set up so well the other week. I, I'm wondering why he's scratching. I don't want to follow him to this race. I think Kiss the Bride's the one to beat in the second. Yeah, Kiss the Bride's at $5.50. I think new arrangement as well is another inductee into the uh, two-unit scratching 
time wasting hall of fame oh, where we talk about it we talk about a horse for 23 minutes and it doesn't run that was the one in the golden rose that um <laughs> no the run to the rose that that waller one last weekend we spent 45 yeah. minutes on him far out yeah, yeah that's right did uh, home affairs home home affairs yeah. i was thinking navy blue silks i could think silks mm. couldn't think name all right uh let's head into race five now salts which is the bill ritchie over the 1400 and we're both uh having a play in this race? Yeah, I'm having a couple of plays. I, I have to back Private Eye. He, he ran home the fastest last 600 of the day last start. He backs up seven days for Joe Pride, the master of the quick backup and the master of slapping blinkers on at the right time. He does nothing but charge home from off midfield in this race. And the speed looks genuine. He's going to get his chance. Another one, a tissue. Look, a slight negative for her is being back in trip after sustaining a run last start, but she spotted the lead 19 lengths, and I'm not joking you. That's not an exaggeration. 19 lengths. It, no, I, back, I, I backed her. In a day where the three-wide running line was the A1 trip, to, to take mm. her back that far was just an awful steer. She settles. Did you notice? Did you notice there's been a little jockey change well, there, there too? Can, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not all over riding weights. Can Karen ride the fifty three and a half? Yeah, she was at fifty five no. and a half. But Timmy Clark takes over from Barrier Three. I got a leader's back, and the the backing trip off that sustained runs a minor negative. But I've marked Private Eye and a tissue clear of the rest. So when that's the case, if we've got one at five and, and one at four forty, I'm just backing them both. So that's what I'm going to do. Who do you like? Excellent. Well, I'm going for a um, bit left field, I guess, salts in terms of uh, the Oz form, and that is the Jamie Richards mare, Amarilina. So I got a pretty high opinion of her. I tipped her in the Oaks back in autumn on this show, actually, and she wasn't disgraced by Hungry Heart there. She just peaked on the, on the wide run in the end. But she's first up here over the 1400, which is a little bit shy of her ideal, of her ideal distance. But, mate, so was Probabil, so was on Trivier. We know how the Richards can't prepare them, so I'm, I'm more than happy to get involved here. Uh, her trial was good. Uh, she's shown a very good turn of foot in previous races under the mile. So the stable would be pretty keen to get her straight through to the Epsom um, by winning this race. So she's currently sitting equal 23rd on the order of entry for the Epsom, and she's been allocated 50 and a half kilos for that race. So I think they're, I think they've tuned her up here first up, and that's Amarlina at $10 and $3.10 on an each-way basis. Lovely, mate. Good luck. Uh, Let's move on to race six, Saltsy, which is the T-Rose uh, for the three-year-olds, uh, three-year-old girls over the 1,400. Yeah, out of the last start in the Furious, Robo Deer is the one I marked to follow to 1,400, and it was an excellent return over 1,200 metres, and she gave fitness to pretty much all of them. I looked into her quite in depth for that race because her figures from her two-year-old prep and the form around her actually stacked right up. I thought she tried like a busted. So <laughs> in terms of – she just might be a race day horse. So hindsight says the way she ran there, the market disrespected her form off the trials really. And she draws sticky today and, and needs some luck. But just have a look at her hold them through the line last start. She was holding them. If they went mm. another 200 metres last start, she wins the race. She had a good run. But I thought it was a super run. And with improvement to come, I think she's the one that chomps 1,400 and – with any luck from the gate, I think she's in the finish. Another one here for the Snowdens, Latino Blend. She only has to improve her length to be right in contention here. She found the line hard in the silver shadow from way too far back at her last outing. She'd had a run under the belt, whereas many of them were first up. She'd held her own against older horses first up at Kembla. She elected to skip the Furious and opted for a soft hit out the trials instead, and I do like that. I think she chomps up 1,400 metres. Her starts can be costly, but a barrier blanket does go on. I'm still not expecting her to be handy, but, you know, hopefully she's not tailed off 20 lengths. But I, I think even luck, she finishes hard, and I think she appreciates this trip, and I'm happy to back both of them. Robo Deera is 8.50, and Latino Blend is 10s. I'll, I'll back them for an even result, so just slightly alter my outlay and, and get a result off both of them. Good stuff, mate. 
Hey, just an interesting runner in their salts that I, I did look at and I want to ask you about is uh, down in the weights there, Mokalua. So a bit of value at the 19s. I think you were going to spec Mokalua during the week. And I know, um, I know she is, you know, severely up in class here, but she did get beaten by Profondo who rated pretty highly, I think, in her past, um, in her maiden victory there on the Kenzo track. Um, what did you think of, of her chances in this one? Yeah, well, I backed her that day on the Kenzo and um, it was a bit of a sicky. It was a good win because he ended up doing it against the pattern, but she also did a bit of work at, at a good price. She was like 19 bucks, but yeah, she is still a maiden. Um, that's no, you know, if, if she's got figures that stack up, it wouldn't put me off, but her figures don't quite stack up. And I think she probably needs to improve about three and a half, four lengths to be in the finish mm. of this. So we do know she'll get the trip and she'll be right up on speed, but, you know, not for me. Yep. Let's move on to the uh, feature race, Salty, which is the Group 1 George Main over the mile. And uh, you don't have a tip as such in this, but I'm going to ask you about it in a moment. Mate, I'm, I don't think you need a degree in this race, particularly while the track's in the soft range. And uh, I'm going to be backing very elegant and I'm more than happy to take the $2.10. She she probably should have won first up if it wasn't for that stellar ride on Moonga by Tommy Berry where Berry just dragged him into the race. Um, she's drawn two here. So, you know, J-Mac's going to need to, I guess, have a pretty tactical steer, but smallish field should get should get a look. Um, she's the best in Oz for me. So she's going to take heaps from that first up run. She gets some sting out of the ground here. And I think, yeah, that price is probably right. So uh, I'm going to be backing very elegant at 210 in the uh, Group 1 George Main. So it's, you're not having a bet, but how'd you, how'd you see this race? Who you got on top? No, nah, I saw it exactly the way you did. I, I don't want to back against her. I don't really want to have a bet in the race. Um, She's definitely one to beat. Look, that that form was Frank Moonga was good on the weekend against Incentivise, who was just a roll gold freak show and a, an that's aerobic been, powerhouse. That's been Frankage, hasn't it? So mm. yeah, she's the one to beat, and she's a champion. But I'm just going to watch, and there's no there's no knock on just watching races and enjoying them. Yeah. Hey, let's um speaking of enjoying races, salts, yeah, exactly. let's let's move on to race eight, which is the group two, the shorts. This is like this race is the mini Everest. It's like the prequel. It's like it's the Donna Buang. It's just the it's the little <laughs> Victorian cyclists will know that. <laughs> yeah. How it's many the people little, know that? No, nah, that's all right. That's well uh, it's niche niche calls. Yeah. <laughs> niche it doesn't audience. quite have an Alpine resort, but it does get snow. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, I'm, this is the race that I'm most excited for this weekend. And I'm similar. I, I can't really bet with anything with confidence. Like I'm not going to tip anything here on the podcast. I'll probably back nature strip on the day after a couple of seltzers on the couch, but how are you? <laughs> I mean, I mean, beer's gone. Yeah, um, how are you seeing the race, man? Speaking of Donna Buang, I did do Donna Buang one day as part of a 350 K ride, but We'll leave that for another day. Um, that was that was all you wanted to say. Yeah, that was it. That was a good segue though. When we spoke, we didn't even mean that about there's no there's no knocking, just watching races. And I'm just watching this, but it's remiss of us as a horse racing podcast to not talk about this race because, like you said, this is oh god, this is such a good race. This I'm not having a bet, and this is the race I'm most excited for on the yep. weekend. Like, yeah, ditto. What a race. I think the potential map is dangerous for Nature Strip. He can get very keen if he's not dictating. It looks like he might be crossed by Eduardo. If he's crossed by Eduardo, what that means is Rothfire sits outside Eduardo. If Rothfire crosses them all, because he's a bit of a control freak too, if he crosses them all, Eduardo sits outside him, Nature Strip's leader's back. I think there's not many scenarios that don't have him leader's back. And if his leader's back, all of a sudden, He's pulling. Roth, yep. Rothfire, he's broken land speed records in his trials. He's a proper group one horse. He, it's the fastest trial in the history of trials at Doombin. I can't back a horse. No, it, it is. It's actually the fastest. I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. He, he, he yeah. looked like he was doing it in third gear. 55.91. Unbelievable. I can't back a horse off of off a sesamoid fracture in a year off in this company. He can win, and I hope he does. And to be honest, I've got him on top, but I can't put my money on him. 
I think Lawson running is trialing like a bomb. He mm. won't be leading, but the way I've got this map race is those first those those first four are going to clear the rest, and I think he's going to slot in for a nice trial, Lawson running, and, and he won't shock me, and I think he's going to measure right up. I'll definitely have him in the quaddy. Yep. Mars Crusader fresh, unbelievable. Uh, mm. Brilliant return. Brilliant return with the weight. Does he find trouble from this gate? If he doesn't, he runs on his in the finish. And then and then we've got Geetra, who didn't quite come up last prep, but on his day, he's a first up superstar and a proper group one horse. And and he has to go in the quad dog. And I'd go wide in the quad dog here with five, seven, one, four, three. I, yeah. I think any of them can win and, and I wouldn't want to be knocked out by any of them. So oh. I'm glad you mentioned Geetra because yeah, Gordy Richards isn't going there for the bridge climb. Like that, they're they're going there to be really competitive in, in this. Well. Yeah, no, I'm I'm. I think this is. If you looked at this without putting, this might sound silly, but if you looked at this without actually putting these stars' names to it, like your nature strips, Eduardo's, and you looked at this purely from a map point of view, you've got Mars Crusader and Geetra just up to their eyeballs in this race with the speed Smoke that's engaged. Yeah. So yeah. Now. Sit back and enjoy this. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't wait for it, and I hope that that Rothfly comes back from injury and and does it for the underdogs. And oh, there's just lost and running when he's made in its cone. Oh, what a race! Can't wait. <laughs> All right, I'm let's, firm. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, Sol's put a hole in his table. So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the Gold Coast. Hey, we got a couple of we got a couple of tips at the Gold Coast. We're going for the uh, smash and grab again here, Salts. You've got one in race two which is a benchmark 80 over the 2,200 metres. Stick them up. Smash and grab. Race two. <laughs> you just said that. Benchmark 80, 2,200 metres. Yeah. Perfect deal. Mm. She lugs 62 kilos here. She's a proven weight carrier. I was against her when she carried 62 kilos in the in the Grafton Cup Prelude, and she just absolutely spanked them. Considering she's... Claim down from 65. She's actually in well with the claim because she's yeah. clearly, clearly the best horse in the race. She's a group class staying mare in the making. She's already won a listed race. I, I think she's a gun. She gave the airborne London banker three kilos last start. And in a few more strides, she gets him. She rocketed home. She eats 2,200 meters. And and look, she the, the fave gets, I think, three and a half, four kilos off her. But I don't think it's worth it. I, I think she's going to be too good for a perfect deal. Excellent. You're getting yeah three dollars fifty about perfect deal yeah. too. She's second in the market there. So, uh, mate, race eight, which is a class three over the fourteen hundred. I've got one here too, and you and it's not just the Gold Coast smash and grab. It's the Michael Michael Costa train smash and grab. We're going the Michael Costa double. So. I'm going with more than number one in this particular race. Uh, so red hot form, this prep, uh, working through the grades nicely, really well placed uh, here out to the 1400, was huge two back, posted wide throughout and finished second. It was a super run. Then went to the Gold Coast last start and bolted in. Andrew Mallion sticks with this horse, has a great relationship. Uh, I'm really keen to get involved. Is drawn a little bit wide, but shouldn't, um, shouldn't have too much effect in terms of the get-back run-on style with the racing manners of this horse. So uh, I'm really keen on more than number one at $2.20 on top sport in the eighth on the Gold Yeah, Coast. well, I'm not, I'm not having a bet in the race, but you spoke about he's drawn wide. Well, when was he at his best last time? It was when he was ridden cold. So mm. I think it's probably a positive. Mate, you mentioned we're with the Costa double and, and his stable's been on fire of late. And you know what the book he's been staying? This guy is a uh, Costa... Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> it's good gear, that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our little smash and grab at the Goldie. Fingers crossed we're two from two there, Salts. But it's time to move into our two units now, our best bets from around Australia. And as always, I'll kick things off. And my best bet this week, Salts, falls in race one back at uh, Caulfield, back at the Heath. It's a benchmark 78 over the 1200 and i'm with the gouch at six bucks so i was with him last start on this show and i'm really keen to stick with him here like that price for me is phenomenal so i think the market's wrong uh heller 
the gun Brunton horse um, from Tassie is the favourite. And I've got a lot of time for Heller, but um, Heller's going to be hella good later in the prep, not not just now. So not for that me first key. up. <laughs> That's my carpet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking bat. Yeah, anyway, go on. Yeah, thanks, mate. Right. Yeah, not for me over the 1,200 Heller. Um, the rest in the field are midweekers for mine. So I think the Gouch second up so is just so well-placed. When he was first up here over 1,100, loomed up in a three-wide line, I thought he was going to be the winner, but just a lack of condition um, probably told in the end and was beaten under a length on that occasion by He's a Bolter, uh, who's well and truly in the market for a better race, which is race two on this card. Gouch has got a good draw, Cartwright claim. He always puts himself in the race, undefeated second up, undefeated track and distance. I just think the Gouch is a super bet at the six bucks, and I've made this my two units bet purely at that price, I think the market's wrong. The gouch six bucks for me in race one. Yeah, you know what, mate? You you're speaking about that, and I'm sort of looking at the race. I sort of looked over the race, and like I wasn't keen on it. I'm 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 not going to have a bet in it. But you make some good points. Like for example, first up as well, he's a bolter one. Got got right of the race from Lin, got a Linda Meach Peach, and that was a sit up and sprint. I think this horse is better when they're rolling along. Mm. Another thing as well, Heller. Um, at this trip, looks a bit short. And also as well, like like with all due respect, we're, we're not talking a leading metro jockey here, first up at 1,200 metres. They don't give away races in Melbourne. You mm. know, you've got to earn them. And so I, I, won't, I won't pot Tassie racing too hard, but I will. But a 1,200 in Tassie is compared to this particular race at Caulfield gravy. on the weekend. Mate, it's seriously different gravy. If anything that... If anything that um, Heller beat in those 1,200-meter races in Tassie lobbed here, that'd be about 701 to 1. <laughs> so Prior Jenny's a good horse. Then you've got Heller, like we said, under the odds, Crestani, Midweeker, Vongol. I think that's in Adelaide as well against yeah, okay. one of mine. Not sure where that goes, but gets back. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to have a think about that race, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Does this look, is a look, this this is a first footy has turned the salts. It does look not a bad bet on TBA. Oh, thanks, all thanks, right. mate. Yeah, no, no worries, bro. Appreciate <laughs> oh, it. It's all right, guys. Hey, guys, you can get on it now because the salts said it's all right. Nah, yeah, nah. <laughs> you make some good points. Right. You make some good points. Hey, let's head to Morfittville, mate. Which is uh, you're going to be your best bet. Yeah, it is. There. Race eight at Morfittville, the WH Wiley handicapper of eleven hundred meters and. Terbium here, I, I mentioned to you before the show, I think something like we're, we're ever evolving in this race and, and something I'm trying to do better is is to recognize targets because, mm. you know, sometimes horses aren't sent out to win and it's not, it's, they're not dogging the punter. It's just they're not ready. There's there's other races they're being sent for. In this particular scenario with Terbium, I, I believe that this is this looks like the race he's being set for. He He's had just the one and I say inverted commas, 600-meter jump out. They went – I I timed it. He, he went 800 meters at least. So <laughs> I timed it. I, I timed it. Stop, I wanted, the stopwatch, yeah. no, I wanted to see what, what time he was doing for the 600, and, and he kept going way through the line. So he got given a good 800-meter hit out of the jump outs. All we need to see from a horse like him is that he looked well, and he looked well. He won the jump out, moved well. For a horse like Terbium, early in his prep is when to bet. And he sets up really well here. He's off the fence and covered up from that westerly. Kayla Crowther rode him first up last prep. He walked in, walked in at Gawler. Easier race, but walked in peak figure. For a horse with some issues, finding a setup that's worked for him in the past is really crucial because he can flop deeper into his prep. So prepping him up and kicking him off in South Australia for a horse like him, I, I think that's worth lengths. I think he covers up off the speed and goes bang. Kemal Passer is a big danger. Good horse, carries 62 kilos. He's drawn the inside gate. He's drawn the inside gate. And oh, I think with the way the wind's blowing, going to be blowing at, at Morfittville on Saturday, I think that's a toxic setup. I think that I think he's oh, – we love him, mm, but I think he might be do. a false favourite. And I think he's priced on – on who he is and what he's done as opposed yep. to what this race is and how it sets up. And he's been set off, Terbium, because there's there's other people out there that 
that are onto him as much as me because he's he's sevens into what four forty yeah, or four forty yeah. yeah wow um, yeah I just looked at that yeah so he's been set right off and it's for good reason because he here he is on the limit weight from a wide gate with a with a good jockey and yeah I think he's a good bet. Yeah, I'll certainly um I'll certainly be following you in on Terbium Salt. So I know how uh, how keen you are there on on that big grey psychopath. Um, <laughs> I, I, hey mate, I I reckon, and this is a quality field too, by the way. But there's one of mine in this race, Salts, and I'm refusing, I'm refusing to let her run around at sixty seven dollars and seventeen dollars the place, and that's Lacani Rose. So. We're going to get good track in good track in Adelaide on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So she has. You can put. You can almost put like the market's assuming she hasn't come up this prep, but I reckon you can almost put a line through her on a seven and an eight in her first two runs, mate. She's in on the minimum here, and she'll flop out the back, and she'll be a flashing light. She's really explosive when she gets going, and I'm I'm going to be backing her at that sixty seven dollars, and and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But whatever. I remember on this in this race a couple of years ago, actually, Salts when they were running on. Um, it was yeah, that was the WH Wiley. Can you remember soothing winning this race in 2019? I remember backing it. I remember backing it, and like you could only see its shadow in the photo. It was so wide. It came to the outer rail, and they were showing the photo. I was like, did I win? I don't know. And and she did win. But um, I'm hoping a similar sort of setup with Lacani Rose. But I think soothing was about $2.70. But if Lacani Rose can do the same thing at $67, i will will get nude. Do you know if, if Lacani Rose runs a career peak, if she matches her career career peak figure i got a 47 dollars. so 67 you're getting 20 overs mate get some get some emotion into yourselves get away from your figures get some racing mate i'm into I'm, you, a, mate. I'm i believe i'm a, a very nice blend of data and i and yeah yeah i'll give you 47 for her mate 47 yeah i'll have i'll have 10 10 with you at 47 <laughs> and i'll take the rest with top sport at 67 i think i want to see you really cough up well or top sport best fix odds mate yeah do you have a do you have a top up or a boost it's option a, at salty bit 20 20 price guarantee i hear yeah. and as always our two units is probably brought to you by salts bet <laughs> that actually may, they might actually give me 24 dollars 40 for turbium with the boost <laughs> so good hey, just for mate, legal purposes you. we're joking there and we don't quote boosts yeah, no boosts, guys. Yeah. Um, hey, mate, I've loved chatting racing with you Have tonight. We? It's been it's been fun. It's uh, it's been good just focusing on a, a bit more of the actual racing tonight rather than the junk. Although there's been a fair bit of that in there as well. Bit of junk in the trunk never hurt anyone, mate. Yeah, true, mate. Hey, uh, good luck on the weekend, uh, all of our listeners. Uh, we hope it's profitable. As always, gamble responsibly, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you. Or we'll roll into your ears next week on the show. You know, it's funny when you said good luck next week. In my ears, I automatically heard. (laughs) 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 So good, here it comes. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Two Units Podcast. Before you send us packing for another week, please ensure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or hit the follow button on Spotify so you never miss a tip. While you're at it, please feel free to leave us a five-star review. And as always, please gamble responsibly.